Do you wish it was easier managing your company's finances? Why is filing accounts so painful? Well, that's the reason we've partnered with Intuit QuickBooks, who make it really easy for founders and their companies to stay on top of their finances. And that goes for sole traders too. QuickBooks can save up to seven hours a week on your finance admin. Seven hours! They do a bunch of things to help. Whatever stage of your business, from centralizing all your docs for your self-assessment to making it easy to do payroll for your staff, from invoicing to effective time tracking. QuickBooks is a one-stop shop that gives you the tools you need to take care of your business. But they also provide an end-to-end view of your company's financials, which means you can make better business decisions. It's simple to use. You can get started in just 15 minutes. So if you want to take control of your finances, then head to quickbooks.co.uk forward slash secret leaders. That's quickbooks.co.uk forward slash secret leaders. There's a link in the show notes. It's really important for me to talk about failure, especially for people who listen and think, well, there's Simon Squibb, you know, he's successful. And as if it was a straight line from like leaving home at 15 years old to, to you know, getting where I am today. Of course it's not. And I've, 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 I felt total despair looking at the balance sheet and realizing that I had wasted 1.5 million US dollars just over. That's Simon Squibb, a multi-millionaire entrepreneur and angel investor. After being homeless at 15, he's gone on to found 19 businesses and invest in 76 companies to date. After selling one of his businesses to PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC, he retired at 40 and is now on a mission to help 10 million people start their own businesses through the Purposeful Project. But like he said, it wasn't a straight line and one of his businesses failed, losing $1.5 million and teaching Simon some valuable lessons. So what happened? From Secret Leaders, I'm Dan Murray-Serta, and this is our bite-sized series dedicated to failure. We're doing this because we learn a lot more from failure than success, but we hardly ever hear about it. We're changing that with the help of entrepreneurs like Simon sharing their worst moments. The company Simon sold to PwC was a creative agency called Fluid, and it was while he was building that business in 2006 that a client approached him with an idea. And it was basically, what if... Superman landed in China, not America. What if Batman was born in India? What would that look like? Um, All superhero characters, frankly, have very much an American lean. Um, So what if we created Asia's first DC or Marvel comics business, but focused in on superhero characters coming from Asia, you know, bearing in mind that half the world's population live in Asia, that makes a lot of sense for them to have a superhero character of their own. I was introduced uh, to this concept of uh, something called the Mahabharata, which was um, a a very ancient story in India written 6,000 years ago by legend from the tusk of a god who described a world where humans lived on the earth 6,000 years ago with gods. And gods had children with the humans. And then what happens to those children? And what I love about the Mahabharata and all the characters in it, and the first character we focused on in this storyline is Kana, is that these are superheroes that are flawed. And so the good superheroes, the so-called good superheroes, do bad. And the bad superheroes do good. 
And I love that because I think that's how life is, you know. And and from that kind of idea that was pitched to me, I fell in love with the whole idea. Having lived myself, you know, 20 years in England and 20 years in Asia, I felt like both sides of the equation didn't quite get each other. And I thought, well, comic book business would be cool to bridge the culture and, and bring out some of the amazing stories in Asia. So I really believed in this person's idea and basically said, look, I'd like to back it, I'd like to get involved in it. And we basically created a company initially together called Fluid Comics. They set about creating a comic book called Devashard. I put a lot of time, money and resources into the production. So I got world-class comic book artists like Keith Burns and um, world-class comic book writers like Ben Hall. So I invested in the actual product and the product itself, I'm still incredibly proud of this product. I didn't draw it, I didn't write it, I didn't even come up with the idea of it, but I still love it. The actual product is brilliant. And um, and the good news is, on the surface, it looked like we were doing really well. We printed hundreds of thousands of comics, um, lots of people loved it, we put a team together, we made it happen. And we even got an option to make it into a movie from NBC Universal. But that's the front end. That's what it looked like uh, to the public. On the back end, there was a very different story going on. Simon brought a lot of skills with him in marketing and sales, as well as his financial investment. But he didn't have any experience in this particular industry. Of course, I had read that people like DC or Marvel Comics had turned their comics into movies and those movies were very lucrative. And so that was exciting to me. I got the basic concept, of course, if you have a comic book, you can turn it into a movie. But I had never been involved in negotiating getting a comic book made into a movie. I didn't understand how it all worked. I also didn't understand how to sell a comic book. I didn't really understand distribution. It wasn't my skill set. So I was learning on the job. And that's fine, I think a lot of people do, but I made a mistake, I didn't bring in someone that actually knew what they were doing in that space. I thought that my superior marketing and sales skills would get me through, and the problem was if I'd had a longer runway, maybe 10 years, I could have got there, but I didn't, and I actually was running another company at the time, Fluid. So Fluid Comics was almost like a side hustle, fun project. So I was learning something very complicated, turning a comic book into a movie or distribution of a comic book and so on, part time. And and that, that's where, um, you know, one of the many mistakes that I made. Simon had bought into someone else's vision and he worked hard to make it a reality, thinking he was part of a team. That actual dream wasn't my dream. So there was some element of me that wasn't as passionate as the founder of the idea. But I went full on. And I, 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 when I do something, I do something. So I invested in it, I grew it. And sadly, and this is a big lesson for me, the uh, person who had the original idea and backed the, uh, backed the original idea, the idea was that we would pay 50-50 for everything and that we would you know, be in it together. But they didn't follow through on their commitments. And every month went by where the other partner said they were gonna put the money in or they were gonna support it and they were gonna get behind it and they were behind it and they were in. And, and slowly but surely, months and months and months went by where they weren't living up to their side of the bargain. And unfortunately, later on, it turned out that individual had, had committed some financial fraud and actually went to prison. Um, and and so, um, so I ended up uh, carrying the bag on the whole business. 
The business was in a critical situation and Simon had to find a solution. And luckily, um, a few people that I knew in Hong Kong, um, and I always wonder if I should mention their names, they're great individuals, but Kahal, for example, who stepped up and, and helped me um, bring balance back to the balance sheet of the business so that we didn't go bankrupt. And we were able to uh, stay afloat and we actually did sign a license agreement with a, a, a company to turn the comic book into a movie um, and we got paid to do that so basically that brought in some revenue to balance the books and basically meant that I could pay everybody um, what I contracted to pay them so the combination of the two things this this individual not frankly doing what they promised and delivering on their 50% of the deal alongside me uh, over committing and over investing and being overly confident that this would work um, led to a very strange situation where I, for the first time in my life actually, completely overstretched myself uh, financially and, and knowledge wise. And because I wasn't fully focused, I wasn't able to catch up on what I was missing knowledge wise. The distribution was a part-time thing. The movie deal, which was potentially a hundred million pound deal, was a part-time thing. You know, and 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 ba and basically, I was actually funding this comic book the, um, from my core business, Fluid, which couldn't suffer. I couldn't stop giving that business attention because I wouldn't be able to fund the team that were making this product. So, um, and I think we just got to a point where we put 1.5 million into it, um, myself, and at that point, some other investors, and we just felt, look, let's let's wind down the production which is very expensive and and sit on the IP and wait for the day that this is um, popular. I'm really proud of it. I hold it in my hand now with pride. Um, but the actual business really failed. It didn't go bankrupt and I paid everybody. But and we still own the IP, but it didn't work. But the story doesn't quite end there. There was a twist. An opportunity emerged that could have saved the company. However, Simon is actually really glad it didn't work out. I have uh, this kind of theory that um, bad luck is actually uh, good luck in disguise and vice versa, ironically, sometimes good luck can turn out to be bad luck. Um, when I sold my company Fluid, for example, good luck, right? I sold my company, it was amazing. And then I had total despair for about six months, not knowing who I was anymore and what I was meant to be doing with my life. And, you know, the company was my family, so I'd sold it and that was it, you know? So I had a bank, big bank balance, but I actually felt like, what am I? What, what? What? Who am I? What do I do? So good luck selling my company turned out to be bad luck. But equally, this 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 failure of this product, um, definitely you could argue, was bad luck. Um, you know, but I also think, of course, I made a lot of mistakes, so I have to I have to own that. But I think what was really interesting there was a, a conversation. Um, this is you know maybe ten years ago now. I have to double check the date. About ten years ago now, um, and. Harvey Weinstein came to Hong Kong to meet us. Now back then, Harvey Weinstein had a very different image to the one he's got today. Harvey Weinstein was the kingmaker. You know, people are standing on stage talking about how Harvey Weinstein's helped them win the Oscar. You know, like Harvey Weinstein was the, the kingmaker and he wanted to talk to me and my team about taking Devashard and turning it into a movie. And uh, he came and uh, stayed at the uh, Hyatt Hotel in the penthouse and called us over, me and the team, to go and meet him. And we went there and we met him and we showed him the product. And he was really excited about it, thought it was brilliant. And um, we thought basically we had a deal 
uh, with Harvey Weinstein to turn the comic book into a movie and he was going to back us and you know all of our problems were solved sort of thing because we had someone that knew how to turn something into a movie and had the financial muscle to bring it to fruition so we were very excited anyway in the end um, he didn't go ahead and do the deal with us and I was very disappointed at the time I didn't know his reputation of course uh, but at the time I was very disappointed and and it didn't happen through him but every single day since I've discovered who he is I'm glad I never made my fortune working with someone like that. I'm glad I didn't bring this wonderful product to market with someone like that. I don't want to be associated with someone like that. So in a way, my bad luck of that deal not happening is good luck. Luck, something we talk about a lot in Secret Leaders. But if Simon could do it all again, what would he do differently? I, th I was thinking too small. About every business that I've failed, it's probably the common factor. I was just thinking too small, too conservative. And it might sound like I wasn't that conservative with a comic book business, but you know, I probably should have just funded it to make the movie myself, for example. You know, like I was thinking too small, hoping someone else would fund the movie. You know, I think that if you look at like Star Wars, he you know, he basically funded his own first movie. Rocky funded Sylvester Stallone, Rocky funded his own first movie. If I'd known then what I know now, I would say you've got to think bigger. And I'd probably tell myself, my younger self, to spend more time being careful about who you work with, just because you don't realize it when you do those deals in the early days, how that can dramatically affect your life. It's like getting married to someone you, know, you don't really like, <laughs> or getting married to someone you don't know their moral code. People don't ask about moral code enough. You know, you've got to check people's moral code before you get into business with them. So I think failure, is not a nice thing to experience. I try to avoid it if I can. And so I don't, I don't, I don't fail fast. <laughs> I, I don't want to fail fast. And I like to give myself time to, to succeed. So I like long runways and businesses. I like time to get my head around how to make something work. I don't really want to fail. So um, that being said, I, I could pretty much guarantee that I wouldn't have been able to retire at 40 and be a full-time dad with my son and spend time working on the purposeful project, the thing I do today, where it helps people for free start and grow a business. I wouldn't be able to do any of those things if I hadn't failed in this comic book business. So all of the lessons that I learned in that failure helped me build something successful. In fact, all the things that I think I've been successful in, I can pretty much attribute to luck. But everything that I have failed in, I learn incredible lessons from that help me get more luck. And working on something I love every day is, is literally the most important thing to me, not how much money I make. I've always made a lot of money, I think because I didn't care about making lots of money. Um, and, but I've also wasted a lot of money because I don't care about making money. So you've got to be very careful with this. Simon Squibb, reminding us of a really important lesson, that to succeed, you often need to fail. I'm proof of that, and so is Simon too. I've been your host, Dan Murray-Serta. Give us a follow on your podcast app and share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. See you next time. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. 
Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app.